0: We thank you because we know that there's no way that we'll come into your presence and live empty-handed. You have something in store for each and every one of us in, in your grace and in your mercy. Father Lord, we pray for the grace to receive it today in the name of Jesus. We'll not leave here without the blessing that you have assigned for us in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your name, Father, for in Jesus' precious name we have worshipped. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Good morning, everybody. Please, you can have your seats. All right. um, As you already guessed, Pastor Fred is not around today. However, he's with us in the spirit, and I believe he's also with us um, online currently. So I want to use this opportunity to thank him for the opportunity to come here and to um, give the message today. It is a great honor. It's a great privilege, and I say thank you to him and thank you to God as well. Um, I believe that there's a reason why God does everything that he does. You understand what I'm saying? So when he says, oh, it's you to do this, then it's because there's a particular message that he wants this specific person to pass across, right? 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 Yeah, I like responses, though. So we'll keep doing right, 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 until everybody's saying yes. So um, I believe that God wants to speak to us, and he wants me to use my personal experiences to um, underscore what the message for today is. So please, don't look at me that I uh, a small girl. She not be preaching. Uh. Please, it is beyond me. It is God. So um, just take what you can take and let the Holy Spirit in you, let it reach out and grab whatever is yours. Amen? All right. So um, Pastor already announced last week that the series we're going to be starting is what? The wonder working power of joy, right? So that's what I'm going to be talking about today, joy. So let's open the text scripture for today. That's Psalm 30 and verse 5. Psalm 30 and verse 5. If you have your Bible, please open. Psalm 30 and verse 5. If we could have it on the screen as well. That would be nice. Alright, so it says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. What can I see from that scripture? I see two sentences side by side. One, weeping may endure for a night. Two, joy comes in the morning. Don't get distracted. Focus on what I'm saying. If I take the first sentence, weeping may endure for a night, that means the scripture, the Bible is acknowledging that there can be weeping. The Bible is acknowledging that something can make you weep. If you are weeping, well, maybe you can cry for joy, but if you are weeping for real, it is because something has happened that is bad. Abby. There's something making you sad. So because of that, you weep. So that means the Bible is saying circumstances can come up that will make you sad. However, but, when they say but, what does that mean? It's a change of direction. I've been going this way, so I say but, that means I'm turning in this direction, I'm moving in this direction. So but what? Joy comes in the morning. Oh, joy comes in the morning. When you think of morning, what do you think? You think light, right? What is light? Is God not light? Abi, what does the scripture say? That when light shines into the darkness, the darkness dissipates, right? That's what it says, Abi. All right. So that means joy comes with the light. That's what it's saying. Joy comes in the morning. So two things that I've said now. Weeping can happen. Things that will make you sad can happen. But then joy comes with the light. And the light is God. All right. So now I'm going to talk about my personal experience. 2019, the later part of 2019, was a very, very difficult year for me. Very difficult. Um, I was suffering from so many different things at the same time. Such that, I I suppose in the normal um, language that we use these days, I'll say I was depressed. But me personally, I never acknowledged that I was depressed because I was always very strict about the fact that, no, I'm just extremely sad. I'm not depressed. You understand what I'm trying to say? But I was extremely sad. I was so down because... I was feeling so many things at the same time. I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere or to any group of people. So I was all alone. That's how I felt. I was all alone. I remember I would just stay in my room at Idia Hall by myself. Don't talk to anyone. I didn't even talk to my roommate. Say, I would just do my day. JJ. So I was suffering from that. The fact that I felt I was so alone that I distanced myself from everybody. And I remember in church that time too. You know, people, people wouldn't people would just look at you and assume that whatever they see is all there is. So people would say things like you are proud. They say things like eh, eh, you have a bad attitude and everything. And I was looking like ah, you don't even know anything. You understand? So it was like everything was just doubling on top of the other. On one hand, I already feel like I'm not part of any group. So because of that, I distance myself. What does that do? It, it puts you in a place where you are actually not part of any group, right? And then at the same time, people now look at you and they're like, this one that is distancing herself, she must be proud. So they distance me the more. So gap increasing and increasing like that, right? At the same time, okay, uh, because of that, I no longer even felt interested. I, I liked coming to church. That one has always been steady. But then I did not like serving anymore because, you know, it requires a group for you to serve. For example, if you are in the choir, you are in a group, Abby. So that's, um, it requires some sort of interaction. I didn't like that anymore. So I didn't want to come at all. Even when I'll come, I'll just be very moody and everything. I sure knew I had to serve God. I was sure I come in any hour, any hour, and all of that. At the same time, I was suffering from something called obsessive-compulsive dis- disorder. And what is that? It's when you obsessively do something, you cannot stop doing it no matter how much it hurts you. Right? And what was that? I, I, I would always feel like there are germs everywhere. Right? So if I touch anybody or touch anything, my mind is gone because I can feel, I can literally feel the germs crawling on my hand. That's a terrible thing. I know you might think I was there and everything, but it is a terrible thing. The effect of that is that I could wash my hands up to 12 times in one hour. And when I'm not in a place where I can wash myself, for example, in the classroom, so I've touched the table like this, or maybe I've touched my notebook, my mind is gone the entire class because all I can think about is there are germs crawling on my hands and I can't leave to go and wash my hands. Right now, terrible situation. And anybody that's had any sort of disorder, if it's anxiety disorder or um, depression, whatever it is, you would know that. to every other person is like, there's nothing there now. Maybe it's just germs. But it is not just germs. It is a terrible thing to have to go through. So all of these things were happening to me. At the same time, I was extremely sad. Nothing made me happy anymore. I was just there. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And then I remember that I came to church one Sunday. For some reason, I feel I was sitting somewhere around that side. And then Pastor preached the message, and I remember clearly to today. I still remember the scripture I used for that message. He said, "It is with joy that you draw from the wells of salvation." After that message, something just sprung up on the inside of me. I was so happy. I mean, I was so happy that I like my whole countenance changed. Like, people would now tell me, people that were telling me before that you are proud, they say somebody like that you today, till today, we are now friends. She just was like, ah, ah. She said, something has changed about you. Yes, oh, so something has changed about me. Now, note, none of the circumstances changed. I still felt all alone. I felt like, oh, I don't have any friends that care about me, whatever, whatever. I was still suffering from OCD. But me, I was the one that was different. Over time, I just began to realize that everything had changed. I changed, me, and then everything changed. In fact, I did not even know when everything changed again because the effect of the joy that came up in my soul or in my spirit was that everything just seemed brighter. So even normally when I come to church and I don't want to be, I don't even want to be in choir. I'm not even me normally. I was happy. I think those that were in the choir, they will remember that time because I would say it a lot. I kept saying this. Why see. When joy is inside you, you open your mouth and you talk, you will not say, oh, people will not be looking at me that, what's your own to, whoa, let it be too much. I was happy to be in the choir. I didn't even care whether I climbed stage. In fact, I will tell them, see, I'm not even interested in climbing say, Just leave me. I will come. I would come for choir rehearsal every time. Over time, suddenly, I realized in 2020, when COVID-19 came, I realized I didn't have OCD anymore. Like, I didn't even realize when it went. What am I trying to say? When COVID came, at least now there is a legitimate reason to be washing your hand, Abby. Because the COVID-19 virus, they tell you wash your hand. So, that, is, that should have been my, uh, now look that, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I've said it. I'll now, be, I'll now be full of fear. I'll begin to wash my hand every time. I'll begin to do this. and That's fear, Abby. And what would have happened to me? Do you know that because of that fear, that's why I would have caught COVID-19 and it would have killed me? At least we know that much from what we've learned in this church, right? That if you allow fear in your heart, that fear will open the door to whatever it is that you are afraid of, and that thing will harm you. Is that COVID 19? That would have killed me there because I would have been so afraid. But then one, one day during the COVID-19, I just i be pandemic. I just looked back and I was like, ah, uh Hey. Or hey. I are not even bothered. You're not even bothered that there's COVID-19. I'm like, not even washing your hands. You're not, uh-uh. I don't Cook will leave my house, but still, uh uh-uh. And then I just realized that my OCD was gone. And everything stems from one thing, joy. Joy. So what is joy? I went to check the English dictionary, and they defined joy as a feeling of extreme happiness. Nonsense. Arrant nonsense. That definition is wrong. On two fronts. What is the first front? It said it is a feeling. It is not a feeling. Joy, um, Joy is not a feeling. What is joy? Does anybody know? Spirit. Joy is a spirit. That's one. Two, they said it is a feeling of extreme happiness. Wrong again. Joy is not happiness. There is a big difference. In fact, they are not even similar. What is happiness? pastor would say happiness is a product of happenstance. That means you see things around you and things are going good. So because of that, you're happy. If I give you money you are happy. If I don't give you money, you are not happy. If you get a new car, you are happy. If somebody falls sick, you are sad. So, happiness and sadness, everything just revolves around what? The fact that, oh, something is going good, or something is not going good. Joy, on the other hand, is a fruit of the Spirit. Let's see Galatians 5.22. Galatians 5.22. Okay, it says... But the fruit of the Spirit is, yeah, let's read together. The fruit of the Spirit is what? To joy. That's where we're going. Joy. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. It is a characteristic of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit inside of you. Let's also see Romans 15 and verse 13. Romans 15 and verse 13. And can we, can we get that in NLT, if possible? All right. Romans 15, 13, blah, 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 blah. blah. Why is it different from what I have here? Sorry, one second. Uh-huh. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with what? And because you trust in him. Let's go back to my story. It says it fills you with joy and then peace. Everything that happens to anything that they write in the Bible, there's a reason why it is arranged the way it is arranged. It says joy, then peace. I mean, joy and peace. In my situation, was I calm in that, during that time? Let's just sum it as 2019. Was I peaceful? Was I peaceful? No. But then when joy came inside of me, everything changed. I became peaceful. Everything, even though I was still in the middle of the storm, oh, I was still suffering from OCD, and I was still feeling like I'm ju- it's just only me. I'm the only one on my corner in this life. All right. What this means is that our joy is not dependent on our circumstances because it is dependent on the Holy Spirit inside of you. So that means whether or not you get a car, you don't get a car, somebody is alive, somebody is dead, somebody is clinical, none of it matters when it comes to your joy. It can only matter when it comes to your happiness. Joy is from the Holy Spirit. And as long as the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you, his fruits are on the inside of you. That means joy is always on the inside of you. Is the Holy Spirit bothered by things that happen to us? I mean, I'm I'm not saying, is he uh, he like, oh, my dear child. I mean, is he bothered? Like, you just looked at, ah, Tijesu Me, and she didn't get that car. Ah, ah, ah. What a shame. And then you go and sit down like, ah, maybe next year. Maybe next year. Is that, is that how the Holy Spirit reacts? Is it bothered by such things? So if it's not bothered, that means the, the, the level of joy that is inside of you does not waver. Because the Holy Spirit is like this. And the joy is like this. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? All right. So I said, your joy is as inexhaustible as your God. So the extent to which you believe that your God is inexhaustible. It can never finish. It can never diminish. It's the same way your joy is. Like I said, if joy is going on a straight line like this and it does, not bend to the le- it does not bend to the left or to the right, that's the way your joy is, straight like that. Why is joy important? Why should we be joyful? Why should we be joyful? One, Isaiah 12 and verse 3. Isaiah two- and this is the scripture I said pastor preached about. And it has been ringing in my head. What does it say? It says, therefore with joy shall you draw out of the wells of salvation. Now, when we teach class 1 in BBC, there's something we always say. We say, see, salvation eh, is not just you. God saved you, now you have eternal life. It is a whole lot more than that. Salvation is a package. And inside the package, you have healing. You have blessings. You have... um, you have healings, you have deliverances, you have blessings. Everything inside one. And I always use this analogy. I'll say, you know how GLOW, they do all these, their plans and whatever. They'll say, ah, eh, glow awoof 300. KINIKO, KINIKO. Do we know that? Uh-huh. Now, inside that glow awoof 300, they'll say SMS at KINIKO KOBO. Eh, calls at so rates. And then you get free 200 MB data. That's already three things in one. Abi. That's why it is a package, a wolf package. That's the same way it is with salvation. Salvation is a package, and inside that package, you have all of these things. Healing, your healing is there, your deliverance is there. And then this scripture is saying that it is with joy that you draw from the wells of salvation. So salvation, if salvation were a well, hmm, full of all these things they are inside, what would you use to get things out of it? The Doro Abbey? Joy is that duro. so your healing is inside that well. And you need joy to to pick it up and bring it out. For my own case, the healing for my OCD was in the well of salvation. God had healed me from the start. As far as God was concerned, that OCD had no business in my body. Right? So my healing was there, as it has always been. But until the joy came alive on the inside of me, I was unable to draw out that healing for myself. It's the same way with us. So many things that we need. Joy is what we can use to get it. And later on, I'm going to talk about why joy is what you can use to get it. Joy is the means by which you access them. Why? Because faith and joy work hand in hand. Faith and joy work hand in hand. Without joy, you cannot have faith. That's just the truth of the matter. See, when I was going through what I was going through, and I'm sure a lot of other people have dealt with very, very difficult situations like that. See, your mouth is even too heavy to pray, honestly, because hmm, you cannot pray. Oh. All this other will say, just pray and God, you even your mouth will be heavy like this, you'll be unable to see anything. That's what depression does to you. If 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 sadness is the opposite of happiness, eh? Then the opposite of joy is depression. Do we know that? Like, do we understand that? Like acute sadness, extreme sadness is depression, I mean, in that state, it is difficult to even pray. So it is even difficult to have faith normally. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So without that joy, and note again, no, joy is not dependent on what's happening to you. That's not it has nothing to do with what's happening to you. Without your joy on the inside of you, being stirred up, you'll be unable to even have faith. Right? Do we understand that? So what happens is that when you are joyful... It changes the way you view your circumstances. Like in my case, nothing changed. I still didn't feel like uh, anybody was particularly close to me or bothered about my life or whatever it is. But I was just, either way, I was just joyful. I did not care anymore. And because I did not care, even my face brightened up such that people began to now look, ah and then they started caring about me. So in that case, what changed my circumstances? Was it the people... It wasn't them, it was me. I was the one that changed. And because I changed, the circumstances had no choice but to align and change as well. Do we understand what I'm saying? All right. Number two, there is no thanksgiving without joy. We already know that God detests murmuring and grumbling. He detests it. I'm going to give you an example. Numbers 11.1. And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. And the Lord heard it. And his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. God hates grumblers and mumblers. God loves thanksgiving. That's why he said, In all things, give thanks. No matter what, just give thanks. So we already know that God wants thanksgiving. He does not want you to grumble and mumble. Ah, my situation, this and that. But to even thank God, do you know that it takes joy? If you are not joyful, you cannot thank God. Even, let's even take it to happiness. When you are happy, something amazing just happened. How easy is it to praise God? When you come on the last Sunday of the month and you have one huge testimony and you are just waiting to come up on stage to give the testimony. During praise worship, ah, this place is not contain you. You'll be the one flying everywhere and everybody's like, ah, hey, nice one. Because something good happened. On the day that something terrible happens, And you come to church, we will not see you dance like that too. So even our happiness, God, can affect our praise if we are not careful, right? Right? So how much more joy? Without joy, you cannot be thankful. Isaiah 12, verse 6 says, Let all the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy. For great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. Shout his praise with joy. So even the Bible is saying, when you praise God, you praise with joy. How do you thank God for something that you only see the negative side of? If all you see is negativity in a particular situation, circumstances, whatever it is, you cannot thank God because you will be thanking God for the positive, abi? right? So that means if I, if I have a situation, oh, I'm suffering from OCD. Wow, okay. What's the positive side to this? I thank you, God, that despite this, I know that I'm a child of God and your healing is sure for me. Abi, that's a positive angle to it. Abi, and I know I'll come out of this. And when I come out of this, it will be for a testimony, like I'm saying this morning now. A testimony, Abi. Positivity. Unless you are able to see the positive side of something, you will never be able to thank God. And that's where joy comes in. Joy will shine a light. It will beam a light like this on the positive that you naturally, your human sense, cannot see. Three, joy gives you strength to face what is coming. Joy gives you the strength to face what is coming. Nehemiah 8 and verse 10. On the screen, please. Nehemiah eight ten. Very popular scripture. Nehemiah 8.10, okay, while they're doing that, I'm just going to read it from here. It says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. We all know that life, and pastor would always say this, right? You say, the examinations of life come without a timetable. You always face trials and tests and whatever. It's a part of life. So whether you want to, you don't want to, things are still going to come. Abi, they're going to shake you like this. For example, me now, I'm giving my testimony. In 2019, I was going through a lot of things. By the end of 2019, joy came alive on the inside of me. By 2020, I was living in that joy. Everybody could see it. Abi? But then, it was not just like this all true. As if from 2020 to now, it's just been fantastic. In fact, this past week was very, very difficult for me again. Very difficult. I mean, for the, the first half of last week, very difficult. And there was no happiness to sustain me. So that means even ahead of, as at that 2020 when I was all just grooving in the Holy Spirit, like oh more joy on the inside, something was still coming ahead of me. In fact, so many things have come ahead of me. But I'm going to talk about specifically about what happened last week. So what did I what did I do? I remembered that ah uh-uh, you suffered worse than this, worse than this, and God brought you out alive. Don't you remember the message? And that's one of the reasons why when Pastor said, Oh you're going to preach this Sunday, at first I was like ah, but then after that momentary shock. I was like, yes, I know, because the Holy Spirit has been reminding me. Just, in fact, Pastor told me on, Saturday, on Sunday, Saturday night, in my Bible reading, I was reading Luke, Luke twenty and verse six, I believe, and it was talking about joy, and just that one scripture just took me down memory lane. So I was already thinking about that. Ah, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Eh, it is with joy that you draw from the wells of all those things. And then Sunday, Pastor says, "We well, are doing joy," and you are preaching. Hey, okay, that's true. That's why the Holy Spirit was teaching me, right? So what was I doing that week? Every day, when I'm at my tether's and when I just, when I just, ah, uh, uh, I didn't know what to do anymore. I was just sad and mopey and everything. I would pray for joy. I would say, God, this is what is going on. I'm not feeling good at all. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling cheated. Everything. God, please grant me joy. So what would happen is that I will go to sleep because I will pray right before I sleep. I'll go to sleep, and the next morning, I'll wake up, and I'm fine. Until the later part of the day, I'll begin to feel, uh, uh, again. So what do I do? I went back to recharge my prayer. I'll be, I'll say, God, I'm back again. The joy you gave me that time. Oh, it was awesome. I enjoyed it all through the day. But now it's like I'm starting to feel sad again. Please, Lord, give me joy. Again, pew, the next day, all through the day. By Wednesday, by Thursday, I, I didn't even, even when I look at the person in this case that I feel did me wrong and everything, I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, at first it was a struggle, you understand know what I'm trying to say? I'll have to go back and recharge that joy. But by the end, by the middle of the week thereabouts, I didn't even care anymore. And I'm just happy and I'm fine and I'm, everything just going wonderfully. Do you understand know what I'm trying to say? Do we understand what I'm trying to say? Do we understand what I'm trying to say? Okay. James 1-2 says, my, bro- my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. So very direct and straightforward, joy, temptation, joy, joy, temptation. Anyhow you want to arrange it, equal to, equal to, when you face the temptation, joy. That's the answer. Abi, so everything I'll be saying is summed up in that scripture. James 1-2. So now we've talked about why joy is important, why it is important for us to have joy. One, you need it to draw from the wells of salvation. Your healing is there. Oh, and I was going to say this. I was going to say, see, if you're suffering from any form of disorder or any form of sickness or whatever, you can choose to wait until somebody lays hands on you. Okay? That's fine too. But then, if faith is now, why wait till that time? Why not just ask the Holy Spirit to give you joy such that that joy just wipes out your entire memory. You will not even know when the old disorder will just disappear. You will not even know. I ne- it, it was looking back and I realized that for months now, I've been fine. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So if joy carries that much power, and joy is such an entertaining thing to have, because I mean, you are just fine. No matter what, just, everything is just looking nice, everything is just looking wonderful, everything is just looking positive. Then why not go for now? Joy. That joy just comes alive on the inside of you. So, I've not spoken about all of that, um, why joy is important. Now, we understand that it's important. How do I now get joy? I mean, you've been talking since morning, it's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, uh, your personal experience. How do I now get joy? No, no, Miss Eva, I made a mistake, and I wrote it in my note that I am not make this mistake. I said, Not that I didn't say how to get joy. I said how to increase your joy. Why am I not saying how to get joy? That is because joy is already in you as long as the Holy Spirit is in you. As long as the Holy Spirit is in you, all the fruit of the Spirit are in you. But it can be in measure. Measure, uh, you get, in grades. It's like charcoal. If you've ever gone to buy agbado before, like me, I can buy agbado. My daddy cannot eat agbado. Da. It's not fresh one. They must do it like this in front of me, and I'll carry it to him. Hot smoking. So I used to wait a lot. Sometimes I wait for almost 20 minutes for them to do the aguado and everything. So I watch. There's charcoal inside the little container, whatever. And they put fire in it, right? But most of the time, there's nothing. It just looks like normal charcoal. Everything's still black. So what do they do? They take a stick, and they begin to push it, push it, push it. Then after doing that, they take fan, and begin to fan, 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 fan. And then the fire will come. From under or wherever it is hiding, it will now begins to come out. Until you push, then they will now put the abadu on top of it. Abi, it's the same way with us. The Holy Spirit is like that charcoal that is already on the inside of you, and there's fire there. That fire is the joy, but you have to now fan the flames of the joy to make it rise higher. Now, in my own situation, I remember, and I even saw—I think I saw a book where I wrote it. No, it was in my Bible. Yeah, I was reading through my Bible. Again, when I was preparing for this, and I saw some of the things I wrote when I was having that experience then. And I wrote, I said, I have so much joy that it is overflowing into happiness. That was what I wrote. That my joy had increased so much that imagine that it's starting from down now, and then it's coming, 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 and then it reaches my head, and then it is even now overpouring. So, joy, I've said, is not a feeling, Abby, But Happiness is a feeling. But do you know that God cares about your feelings too? God cared about my feelings so much that after having all the joy and everything and I was okay and I was grooving and all of that, it overflowed into happiness. That is why people could see it in the change in my countenance. Because joy is on the inside, right? So most likely I'm just the one that is just grooving and feeling everything. But it overflowed into happiness so that people around me could tell that, ah, something is different about this girl. So you find it. And the more you find it, the more it will increase. That's just it. So how do you do that? One, pray to God. We have already established that joy is from the Holy Spirit. So joy is from God because God is the Holy Spirit. A equals B equals C. A B. A B. A B. A B. A B. Okay. Isaiah 61 and verse 3. Scripture says, to all who mourn. Okay, please, can we have that on the screen so that people can follow as well. Isaiah 61 and verse 3. Isaiah 61 and verse 3. Okay. To all who mourn in Israel, it will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted in his own glory. It will give you beauty for ashes. And he will give you the oil of joy for morning. Kind of takes my mind back to the key, to the key verse that we started with, right? Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. So that means there was morning. There was, and, and I, mean, I don't mean morning like morning now, I mean morning, like sadness morning. There was morning. But this is saying that God will take away that morning and then you will put the oil of joy. What, what does oil represent? The Holy Spirit, right? So we're still, we're still saying the same thing over and over again, for that sadness, for that depression, for that mourning, God will take it away, and then he will put the oil of joy on your head when you pray. It is God that can do that, and the way we communicate to God our desires is when we pray. Like in my situation this week, I kept praying every day, and at first, I think the first day I prayed, I went to sleep. The following day, I got all the way into maybe afternoon, evening time, before I began to feel Sad and all of that again, and then the next by the next day, when I pray that night again, the next day it carries me almost till late evening. But by the third, fourth day, I'm still flowing in that joy till now because I'm not sad about that incident anymore. I'm I i do not feel cheated. Except. When I look at it, I just look at Ah, and God will fight my my battle for me. God will fight for me. You will see. You will see. So one, you pray. You ask God. And he's our father. So you won't ask him for something and he won't give it to you. He'll give it to you. Number two, through the word of God. You can stir up your joy by finding and holding on to the promise of God. Romans 4, 17 to 20. Romans 4, 17 to 20. Please, very quickly, my time has almost finished. All right. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. This is Abraham. Talking, God talking to Abraham. Before him, whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. Eighteen, who against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's fine. What is this talking about? Abraham. Abraham was old. Abraham was old. And come on, Abraham was old. His his wife was old. Everything everything about them, old. And then God comes and says, you're going to have a child. Huh? What you talking about? That's not possible. But no, Abraham did not. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strong in faith giving glory to God. He was giving glory to God. And we know already that you cannot give glory to God unless there is joy. Abby. So that means, despite his situation, he had joy such that he was able to see the positive side of that situation. That even though I be old, I'm going to have a child. Positive. When everything else seems negative. That is what we need to do as Christians. When you are in a situation that seems fraught and everything just seems down, it's like, oh, it's impossible, oh, nobody likes me, oh, nobody cares about me, oh, um, I have anxiety disorder, I have um, um, OCD, whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever it is, I don't even care, whatever it is. When you are faced with such situations, go to the Bible and find a promise. Is this God's will for, is, is this God's will for me? It can't be, so you find a promise. When you look at that promise, you read and you read and you read and you read it over and over and over again until you receive Rema Christos. Pastor explained this thing at um, fellowship, SCF fellowship, and honestly since then, I've not been able to stop thinking about it because it was this scripture, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And he said, and I always look at that scripture, that, that it doesn't make sense. If you, if you have a very analytical mind like me, you look at that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That doesn't make any sense. If you want to say, you say, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Be I mean, double hearing. You hear it once, you hear it twice. Eh? Eh? That makes more sense to me. But hearing by the word of God. I know, I've always looked at it that there's something about this that I'm still not getting. And then pastor explained it. He said, the first hearing is the normal ear. Pastor comes and they preaches. You hear. i That's fine. For the most part, that doesn't do much. Well, you see that and hearing by the word of God, by the word of God, that's hearing by Jesus himself, hearing the words of Jesus himself. So as pastor is talking on this stage, you hear, here, Abby, it will enter your mind. Then Jesus will now speak another word that like you will now explain it to your heart. Then you understand it and I'm like finally, something I can fall behind. Hearing by, they, that by has to have a purpose and that is the purpose. So when you get a scripture, a promise scripture, you read it over and over. You confess it over and over until that Rema Christos will come alive on the inside. Until that Rema Christos will come alive on the inside of you. So you hear the words of Jesus about that scripture. You will now hear it in your heart and that's what will make the difference. It's not the words that enter your ear that make the difference. It is the words that enter your heart. Just like for some of you today. Everybody's hearing me and everybody's having a nice time because I have a nice voice. And I have very nice gesticulations and that's all. And I have a very nice story to tell you. But somebody here that is going through something difficult would hear in their heart what I'm not even saying. They know how difficult their experience is. And then they know they need help. So they would hear Jesus now speak to their heart. And that's when the change will come. For some people, they'll just hear me now and go. And then later, maybe in the next one week, when something difficult comes up, they'll remember me. And as they remember the words here um, in their mind, then rema Christos will come in their heart. So that's what the word of God can do. Of course, that word of God can be by somebody preaching. It can be by you picking up your Bible yourself and reading. So pick up your Bible yourself and read it. So rema Christos will come alive on the inside of you, and with it, it will bring joy. Just like when, when, um, when Abraham, when he heard God's promise, joy sprung to life on the inside of him because he received that word in his heart, not just in his ears. So that is what the Word of God can do for you. The Word of God can bring you joy. Um, all right. Number three, remember the goodness of God. There's a song we sing. Remember how our God has never failed, never failed. Let's sing. Remember how his faith is made away, way, will make a way from the cross to the grave. He is risen now. He reigns. Praise the Lord. Sing his praise again. When we sing that song for praise worship, what happens to you? Suddenly, you just see the atmosphere. You just, you just, and all of that. Why? Because when you're singing it, and you say the words, remember how our God has never failed. You remember. And you're like, ah uh-uh, ah, oh gee. No, 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 no. Jesus naoji, normally. So you remember, and what happens? Thanksgiving rises inside of you. And that Thanksgiving is rooted in joy. Because the spirit is stirred up inside you as you are giving thanks. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Psalm 103, popular scripture, everybody knows. I'm quoting from your head. Bless the Lord of my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Unless you look back and remember the benefits of God, you will not be thankful. You will not be joyful. So sometimes, when we are in very difficult situations, look back on the times that God came through for you. Now, like me, this past week, I could have chosen to wallow in myself, pity now, be pitying myself that I. Upon everything you did. Upon all the work you did. And they still cheated you. And they still shaking the call. "Uh Uh-uh. It's not fair now. And upon cheating you, they still went to tell another person to cheat you too. And everything. And I'll be like "Uh uh-uh. And I'll be wallowing there in self-pity and sadness until it consumes me. But instead, I brought back to my remembrance when I had it even worse. And God gave me joy. And that joy changed everything. I remembered. And that is what I'm telling us to do today. Remember. When you remember the goodness of God, joy and thanksgiving will well up on the inside of you. Plain and simple. Number four, sow in tears. Sow, S-O-W, like you're sowing a seed. Sow in tears. I are like, ah-ah, uh-uh, in tears. Okay? God does not want me to cry. What are you talking about? Okay, Psalm 126 and verse 5, please. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Plain and simple. It's not me that said it. It's the Bible that said it. If I saw this scripture, I didn't think of this point at all. So it, it, I, I got this point directly from this scripture. Psalm 126 and verse 5. What does it mean to sow in tears? Hebrews thirteen fifteen. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of your lips, giving thanks to God. He says offer the sacrifice of praise. What is a sacrifice? When you hear the word sacrifice, what, what does that bring to mind? Eh? Sacrifice means something that is done in pain. Abi? If they want to sacrifice somebody to an idol, do you think the person is just chilling like, eh? Uh-huh, yeah, this is what I like. No, they'll cut the person's head off. Sacrifice is pain. It's pain. That's something that is uncomfortable for you, you do, Abi? So if you are giving a sacrifice of praise, that means praise when you are not, when it is not nice to praise, when it's not easy to praise. We all know the story of Paul and Silas in Acts 16. They were arrested and put in prison. But you know what they used to do in those days? If they arrest you, we did just arrest you, we do in Nigeria now, or wait, I don't know about Nigeria, but way they, they do abroad, that they just put cuff links. Uh, what's the name of this thing? Off. They will just put off and take you to prison and everything. And then they'll put you in the cell and then you'll be chilling there and your wife will come and see you and you'll be like, I don't even know what's going on. Kinniko, kiniko. No, no, they said do it though. They will beat you like a goat. They beat them, eh? After beating them, they put them in prison. And while they were there, what should they have been doing? If I were the one, ha. Upon preaching, preaching, Jesus, 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 Oh, Jesus that was really sick, raising dead, now to just stop him from beating me. You went to go. You went to even to go and sit down. Go call me. I'll just, I'll just be on my own. No, no, Paul, if you talk to me, don't not near me. And all of that. Instead, what were they doing? Praising God. Was it sweet to praise God? That is maybe, maybe as they were beating them, they've broken the jaw or they've injured your tongue or something. Their mouth is even paining them, and they are singing. You think it's easy? If you have to take a low self, you not single. But they were singing. That's a sacrifice of praise. And that's why power came down. Because it was a sacrifice. When you, when you give a sacrifice, whether it is um, whether it is um, as a traditional worshiper or whatever, what you are doing is you are invoking the God. I believe I sacrifice to whatever God it, it is. I'm invoking that God. So, of course, if you, the idea is that if you give a big enough sacrifice you will be like ah ah and then you will come like ah ah only you that's what king solomon did uh, so king so- yeah. solomon uh-huh. he gave a sacrifice so big that god said ah, ah i'm coming to meet you sacrifice of praise even when it is difficult and nothing looks right and nothing looks good you still praise because at the end of the day what more do we have than god self Abi, what's more? And even beyond the fact that what's more safe? Has it not been good to you before? So this one time that you're still waiting on the manifestation of his goodness is too much? And I'm not saying this to castigate anybody. I'm even castigating myself because I had um, um, an issue. I had um, an incident come up sometime. I think I shared it with the choir. You know, and I was, I was devastated because God and I prayed. And I, and I studied and I did everything. And this is the result I'm getting. Ah-ah. Uh-uh. Even when I not pray God and I not do anything, it's all better than this one now. And I felt bad. You understand what I'm trying to say? And you know, there's a part of your mind as a Christian Now they've been teaching you all these days that will be like, eh, hey, but God is still good. And you're like, "Hey, it's true. It's true. And then you go for like five minutes and then you'll be like, ah-ah. Uh-uh. Ah-ah. Uh-uh. It's not even fair. It's not good. It's not unique until somebody somebody that I was talking to, somebody that I was bringing up in the faith. Yeah, yeah, be, How do I explain it? Somebody that was trying to bring bring you up in the faith and everything said to me Say, hey, but you used to say that God is good now so act like it ah, do do me go for so many reasons because ah he ah no, no I'm going to mess up in here. so I have to go back so it happens it happens but what I'm just trying to say is when such situations come remember my words God has been good to you in the past he has been that's why you are here he saved you you were out in the world doing whatever. And upon all the whatever you were doing, you were not, the truth of the matter is you were not having that much fun. Because after the own paparazzi and everything, when you get back home, it's still sadness. Trust me, they know. They that they, they know. They know. But he, he brought you out of that. And you found the real joy. And you know that you did. One situation like this. Already, already. Like, don't be like. There, 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 there. Close your mouth and okay, open, close it first, open it again and thank God. When you do that, joy is stirred up on the inside of you. In fact, not just joy, all the fruit of the spirit, peace, long-suffering, um, patience, kindness, meekness, all of it is stirred up on the inside of you. In conclusion, The truth of the matter is that we need joy to run life's race. Lest you find yourself drowning in depression. Because when life deals with you, you know that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Only joy can get you through life. Eh? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Because it is the one that will keep you in a constantly good state of mind. Eh? The reason why you are falling to depression. You are falling into anxiety. You are falling into obsessive compulsive disorder. You are falling into whatever it is you are falling into. It's because you are not maintaining that level of joy. If that level of joy is being maintained, all such things can be light and darkness be dwelling together in one body. That means the flame that you are supposed to be farming, you will not be farming all these days. Everything is just cold. So anxiety can come and dwell in your mind. So maintain your joy. Always continually stay it up. Read the word of God. Find a promise. Stand on it, like I said. Pray, God. This is what I'm going through for the garment of sorrow that is on me right now. Remove it and give me the oil of joy. What was the third thing I said? Um, Remember the goodness of God. Ah, ah, God that was good in the past is still good today. And then finally, sow a sacrifice in tears. No matter how difficult it is, that's where that's where you now look at ah, ah. <laughs> God. You not know me before. You know me today. Sure, see everything that's happening. By the time I'm done with praising you, you say you'll be shocked, Abby. And my closing statement is this: If you are joyful, you will be praiseful. I'll be full of praise, and if you are praiseful, you will be Godful. Abby, why did I say that? Because the Scripture says that God inhabits the praises of His people. So if you are joyful, by default based on everything we've we'll saying, you'll be thankful, you'll be praiseful, you'll be full of praise. As you're praising God, will God not come down to inhabit that praise? So that means if God is coming, say that 2019 time, God came down into my life, did they stand a chance? The OCD, did it stand a chance? See me now. I thought to anybody, I greet anybody. I remember that time there was one brother I judged, every time I see me, just shake my hand. I'm like, oh my, like he was stressed for hand and then. I'm like, ah, what was I? Can you go, can you go? And he's like, and I'm like, I don't want to shake you. Leave me alone. I don't want to shake you. This is my force. I'll shake him more. I have to go and wash my hands or sit down comfortably through. Such nonsense. Does not happen anymore. This is me touching your altar. This is me touching my book. Touch my body. Touch everything and I'm fine. Because praise. God inhabited my praises. When I was joyful, I was thankful. So that's my message for today. That you allow joy to have its full work in you to increase and to take hold of you, and to sustain you, and to help you through life's journey, the wonder-working power of joy—that's what it does. I'd like us to get um, to stand now. Difficult times—they come around. It's just life. Some people here might be going through some very, very, very difficult times. And nobody knows because you're smiling. Just like me. Nobody knows. This past week, nobody would know I was suffering so much if I, if I did not open my mouth to tell you. A lot of you saw me sometimes during maybe Thursday, whatever. You never knew because I was smiling and I was talking to you. But, oh, it was tough. So people are going through things. I want to give an opportunity For such people today who want the oil of joy to come upon them. To come out and to lay down their problems before God and say, God, this is your child. This is what I'm going through. Please, take away this garment of sorrow and give me the oil of joy. So we'll take the song, Remember How Our God Has Never Failed. And I'll wait while those of you who want to come out, come out. Remember how our God has never failed, never failed us. Remember how his name is made a way, will make a way from the cross to the grave is risen and
1: he Praise the Lord. Sing his praise again. Remember. Remember how
0: God so if you have something to lay down before God this morning, you can come out mm jakata ma kharab lagate bo sabrahendo hai kekataari ba handosiya break hello sienda gadaba lagate re pa shaha hai gadata break hello siya ibrahem lagate anda hai ministers in the house please pray please pray cover us with your prayers Oh, shahaya prakrandosya haya prakhalya dosya haya mangata bali prakhalosya haya badarimondo chete rica hadadabala ghathede bowsia prakhanda haya gata Everlasting Father, you know everything that concerns us. You know because you said it to your word that tough times will come. So it is not a surprise to you when we go through difficult times like this. But Father, you have made provision for such times that we have joy in you. that when your joy takes hold of us everything looks brighter and everything looks better and because we have changed the circumstances have no choice but to align father stir up your joy on the inside of us now in the name of jesus I enjoy you, God is working in you, joy is going to come alive on the inside of you, please praise God, bless God, he is good, he has been good to you, and he will continue to be good to you, so this situation will not end in sorrow, and it's not ending tears, for others it might, but for you, it will end in joy, in Jesus' name, thank you. For the rest of us, I pray in the name of Jesus that whatever situation lies ahead of you, whatever test, whatever um, tribulation lies ahead of you, that God will bring to your mind the remembrance of these words in the name of Jesus. And that when you remember, then he will speak his Rema Christos into your heart. And that joy will come alive on the inside of you. And that you will find peace. And as you find joy, that, that circumstance, whatever it is, will turn around. And you too will have a testimony in Jesus' name. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: powerful message. I had to be adjusting my notes. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning, church. Please be seated. The joy of the Lord. Psalm 11824. Psalm 11824. I'm still going to need the choir. Psalm 118 24. 118. Chapter um, verse 118 verse 24. I'm going to need the choir. It says, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. There's a song that says, This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And be glad in it. I always um say this prayer that this is the day the Lord has made I all choose to rejoice and be glad it's a conscious thing you have to choose it you have to be you have to be conscious about it you have to want to rejoice and be glad we're going to take that song together do we know it yes, this, this is,
1: is the day this is
2: i you Of the lord that is the title of our message this morning the dictionary meaning as Aureo first said in the morning is it said it's a feeling of great pleasure and happiness but it's not a feeling it's actually a spirit the dictionary went on to say like an ecstasy like you're on cloud nine like you're in seventh heaven but all those feelings are temporal some people that take drugs, they take it because they want to be high. But when the drugs wear out, then they're back to their depression and their sober mood. And they're back to ground zero, to where they started from. Because they have not really tapped into the real thing, which is the spirit, the spirit of joy. Joy is the fruit of the spirit. Galatians 5, to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. The, fr- the Joy is the fruit of the Spirit. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit that a Christian receives when they give their lives to Christ. So no matter how the world tries to find happiness, to find joy, if you have not given your life to Christ, you can't actually tap into that fruit. It's part of the gift, the inheritance that Christ gives us when we give our lives to him. Praise the Lord. It's like a drug except what he gives is permanent, unlike drugs that fade away and leave a bad afterfill and damage. So it can be like a drug because when you have joy, You just don't know. You're just always happy. I mean, like I said, it's not happiness. It's a a spirit. It's on a different level. There's just always that. You're just always... I don't know how to put it. Joy just makes you... You're just always on a positive note. All the time when you have joy. 2 Samuel 6. I'm going to read a few chapters. It's about David, when he was celebrating and dancing before the Lord. Second Samuel chapter six, verse fourteen. Second Samuel chapter six, verse fourteen. And David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was girdled with a linen effort. Verse sixteen. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looks through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Verse twenty. Then David returned to bless his household, and Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, "How glorious was the king of Israel!" Today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaid of his servants, as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovereth himself. Verse 21 to 23. And David said unto Michal, It was before the Lord which chose me before thy father, and before all his house, to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel therefore, will I play before the Lord and I will let and I will yet be more vile than thus and will be based in mine own sight and of the maidservants which thou hast spoken of of them shall I be of them shall I be add in honor therefore Michal the daughter of Saul had no child until the day of her death this story shows you uh, some, an example of joy. David was always joyful before God. No matter what he was going through, no matter what situation, David was always joyful. David was king, he was powerful, but he still brought himself low in public to dance so much before the, the Lord that his clothes were falling. His wife was born a princess, she had it all. She was Saul's daughter. You would think she would be she would have joy. She was a princess. She now married to she now married a king, a powerful king for that matter, whose, who, which had God's anointing upon his head. She was in a household that was full of joy. Yes, she had no joy. She was bitter, she was angry. I don't know what was going on with her. But David had joy. And you can see the, You can see how he was expressing his joy to his creator, to God Almighty. He had no shame about it. But his wife was not happy. She was, maybe we should say depressed, with all the things around her. She didn't lack anything, obviously. She didn't lack any worldly thing. Because some people will say, oh, if only I can have this, I'll be fine. If only I can have this brand new car. If only I can have this, um, this. I'll be happy. But it's God that gives joy. Only God can give you that true joy that is everlasting. No matter what you're going through, whether you have it, whether you don't have it, whether it is good, whether it is bad, you will have it. She had every worldly thing that any woman could want. She was married to a king. She had, obviously, she must have jewelry, fine clothes, maids to her beck and call. But still, she didn't see what David was rejoicing about so much that his clothes were falling Nehemiah 8 10 11. then he said unto them go your way eat the fat and drink the sweet and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared for the day is holy unto the lord unto our lord neither be ye sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. A Christian, the strength of a Christian is tapped from the joy of the Lord. When you have joy, that's when you have strength. To overcome, to conquer, to do things that you're supposed to do in the spiritual that would in, flow into the physical. You have exams. The joy of the Lord will strengthen you. The joy of the Lord will give you that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding you need to tap into your studies and pass your exams. It's the joy of the Lord that is our foundation. It's like Ori of said in the morning, it's like the Doro. The well of salvation is there, but you need the bucket to pull it out. To pull out, it's the jo- the bucket that is the joy that you use to pull out your needs. Are we following me? Praise the Lord. So it is the foundation in our relationship with God, and it is part of our inheritance as children of the Most High. Hallelujah. Like I said before, David had this joy in great measure, unlike his wife. Despite the fact that she was a king's daughter who was married to a king, a very powerful king that had the hand of the Lord upon his life. All this, but she had no joy. She probably wasn't even happy. And there's happiness and there's joy. They are two different things. Happiness is when I I wanted to do an experiment. I I forgot. Praise God. (laughs) Give me one minute, please. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make somebody happy today. I can't give you joy, but I can give you a little happiness. One person, no. Praise God. So happiness is like this. Somebody is going to have this today. (laughs) Somebody is going to have this today. I don't know who. (laughs) So happiness is like that. You get a gift. Maybe somebody needs money for lunch. Oh, well, somebody needs money for transport home. You get something. You get a gift. That's happiness. Then you finish spending it and then you need another 1000 That's happiness. But only God gives joy. That is from within. You just, you're just always on the bright side. The sun is always shining. You're always just on the bright side. You see things... You, see, you always see the cup half full and not half empty. It's the same, it's the same cup, but there's um, water halfway. Some people will say, oh, it's half empty. But you will always see it half full when you have joy. The lady in red, white, the first timer in white, black, white, and red, Hallelujah. So I've made somebody happy, but I can't give her joy. Only God can do that. Psalm 16, 1 to 11. Psalm 16, 1 to 11. Preserve me, O God, for in thee I do put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, thou art my Lord, my God. Goodness extended not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellence in whom is all my delight. Their sorrow shall be multiplied, that hasten after other God. That means they will be sad all the time because they don't have our God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup, thou mayest my lot. The lines are falling unto, unto me in pleasant places, yea, I have a godly heritage. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel, my reins also instruct me in the night season. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices, my flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy ones to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. Where is fullness of joy? Where is fullness of joy? And the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy and at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. That was a long read, but I just wanted us to see the full picture. People that don't have God will be in sorrow. But even we that we want that joy, we have to always be in his presence. It is in his presence that there is fullness of joy. It is always in his presence that you can tap into that joy continuously. So it is in the presence of God That there's fullness of joy. So there's sorrow for those that have put other things above God. But fullness of joy is for his own, for his children. Happiness can be taken by sudden change of events. But joy can't be. It remains present in the life of a child of God. So now I've given her a thousand naira. I mean, I don't want that to happen. But what if when she leaves now she can't find it she was happy when i gave it to her what if she can't find it a few minutes later she'll be suddenly sad so one minute she's happy she got a gift the next she's sad if she can't find it so that's happiness it long one minute you're happy because things are going well you're getting a in your exams um everything is as you'd like it to be and then there's a sudden change Maybe you don't pass one exam, then you'll be suddenly sad. But when you have joy, you'll always know that. All things work together for good for those that love God and put their trust in him. All things. Please let me have that scripture. All things work together for good for who? For who? All things work together for who? What? For good for those that love God and put their trust in him. That's Psalm um, 1611. Is, is that the scripture? Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. There's a scripture that says all things work together for good. For those that love God and put their trust in him. So when you put your trust in God, all things will work together for you. And for you to put your trust in God, you will always have to tap into that joy. You will always have to throw your buckets, your, your bucket of joy into the well of salvation and draw daily. Like the song we started with. You have to wake up every morning and consciously say, this is the day. Every day, this is the day the Lord has made. I, Uluwatoi, choose to rejoice and be glad in him. No matter what is going on. Psalm 118 verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. I choose to rejoice and be glad. Every day, every morning, tap into that confession. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is very important in the life of a Christian. It's like our our menu. Every day we need to we need strength. We need food to stay strong. Am I right? If you're not fasting, you need strength. You need food, and water to stay strong. So joy is like our spiritual menu. Joy is a spiritual menu. You need it to stay strong. You need it to stay on course with God every day. Every day you need to draw. This is the day the Lord has made. We must choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 30, 4 to 5. Psalm 30, 4 to 5. Sing unto the Lord... O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but a moment, in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy always comes in the morning. Joy will always come in the morning in our lives. So you may have issues, everybody has issues. There are always situations and circumstances. I mean, if you. If you tap into social media a lot, you know that before you see one happy or news in general, before you tap into something good, they've told you 50 bad things going on. But when you remain in God's presence, you will always have joy. You always see things in the positive. So weeping may, endure for a, um, weeping may endure for a night, but joy will always come in the morning. And you must always choose to rejoice and be glad in the Lord. Hallelujah. Romans 15:13 Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost When we it is the Holy Ghost that gives us that gives us the inflow of the of joy Please let's read that again Romans 15:13 Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. All joy. The God of hope. You hope in the Lord and he will fill you with all joy and peace. In believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us joy. So first you have to give your life to Christ. Invite the Holy Spirit into your life. And then he would give us an in hope. It will fill us with with joy And that joy is continuous It doesn't dry up It's not that oh you, you have joy today And you don't have it tomorrow, no And daily you must confess it That this is the day the Lord has made And I choose to rejoice and be glad in it Isaiah 12, 3 Therefore ye joy Therefore with joy Shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation We've said that already Therefore, with joy. So joy is the bucket that you will use to draw water out of the well of salvation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I need the choir again. Hallelujah. Pastor shared something with me one day. He said, when we are sad, we should just consciously laugh. Your your body, your, your brain... The the part of your brain that sends messages to the whole part of the body does not know if it's fake or not. It just sends messages to the body that we're happy, all is well, things are going right. So sometimes even when you wake up sad, just wake up telling yourself, this is the day the Lord has made. I choose to rejoice and be glad and laugh from the inside. Even if the laugh doesn't start, fine. Just start it and you'll become more real it will become more impactful in your spirit, man. Just choose to always laugh concerning situations and circumstances and that well of joy would come from the inside and overflow. I heard of a story of a man that they had told him he was terminally ill and that he was going to die. He was in hospital, so he thought, okay, fine, that's it. So he asked somebody to get him a lot of videos that were just comedy. Things that would make him laugh. So he was just playing them back to back and laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. After some time, when they tested him again, they found out that the, that the disease had gone. Why? Joy. Just joy. To, he, he consciously chose to be happy. And I believe that switched to joy in a spirit man and the sickness and disease left his body. Joy is like a medicine. It will do a lot for us. Spiritually, and it will overflow to our physical um, situation. So we're going to sing that song again with deeper meaning. Speak it to yourself. As you sing, mention your name. This is the day Psalm 117 verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Every day is the day the Lord has made. The fact that we wake up in the morning is already a reason to thank God, it's already a reason to have joy. We wake up well and we can see, we can move our hands, her legs can carry us off the bed. That is reason enough to rejoice and be glad, no matter what we're going through. This is the day that the Lord has made. We choose to rejoice and be glad. Hallelujah. Let us rise. Thank
1: you, Lord. the day.
2: de sí. la not seen it yet. O. I'm not seeing it yet. I'm not seeing it yet. Okay. If you're not born again, you have not given your life to Christ. You may not understand what we're saying. You may understand, but the way to tap into it is to give your life to Christ and then the Holy Spirit will fill you with this joy. Um, I would like to pray with you. So that you can join us in this dance and rejoicing. So if you've not given your life, please come forward. Let us pray with you and lead you to salvation. Is there anyone who would want that? Is there anyone who would like to give their life to Christ? Who has not given their life to Christ and would like to give their life to Christ today? Anyone? Praise God. Hallelujah. Everyone has given their lives to Christ, so you must understand what the joy of the Lord is. Hallelujah. Is there anyone who would like me to pray with them? Maybe they're going through something that is trying to seal their joy. Maybe they're going through a situation or a circumstance in their life that is trying to steal their joy, and you'd like me to pray with you, you'd like me to agree with you, Please come forward. We do not want the devil to steal our joy. We do not want the devil to steal our joy. It is our inheritance. It is a gift from the Lord. If there is anyone else, please come forward. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We need strength in our salvation in our work with Christ. We do not want the enemy to steal our joy. Yes, we've given our lives to Christ But something is trying to steal our joy A situation or circumstance That is the lie of the enemy And we will not let it happen Begin to talk to God Those of you in front God knows why And you know why Talk to your father What is trying to steal your joy? Lay it at the altar. Say, Lord God Almighty, I lay at the altar. Mention the situation and circumstance that is trying to steal your joy. Lay it at the altar and pick up joy. And pick up joy. And pick up joy. Mangledishkevareni nemasutu. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Let there be an infilling of the joy of the Lord from the tip of your head to the sole of your feet. Let it pour upon you like oil. Everything that causes sorrow, everything that causes depression, Lay it at the altar and receive the joy of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive the joy of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything and anything in your life that is causing sorrow or depression, lay it at the altar and receive the joy of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. From the tip of your head to the sole of your feet, receive the joy of the Lord. Let it strengthen you in the name of Jesus receive the joy of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus receive the joy of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus let it flow let it flow let it flow in the mighty name of Jesus do that which only you can do in this life O oh Lord in the mighty name of Jesus receive the joy of the Lord in the name of Jesus from the tip of your head to the soles of your feet the joy of the Lord is your strength the joy of the the joy of the Lord from the tip of your head to the soles of your feet do only what you can do in this life Lord do that which only you can do Holy Spirit let your joy flow Lord let your joy flow joy like a river let it flow in the name of Jesus receive the joy of the Lord in the name of Jesus receive the joy of the Lord in the name of Jesus lay at the feet of Christ everything that causes of sorrow. Receive the joy of the Lord. From the tip of your head to the soles of your feet. With thanksgiving, receive the joy of the Lord. Manding gladish Receive the joy of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Receive the joy of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Let the joy of the Lord flow from the tip of your head to the soles of your feet. Lay at the altar everything and anything that can cause depression or sadness. Let it flow from your innermost being. in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Ah. You can go to your seats. I want to see this joy in the name of Jesus. The joy Change states. <laughs> I'm, I'm singing another one this is the day the lord has made we shall rejoice and be glad and the joy of the lord also is our strength hallelujah this is the day
1: this is the day